Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Two high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot, in the making No need for ovens when you're waking Bacon, no faking, I only smoke the danky herbs Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H Cubed up in this biatch. Yes, sir, yes, sir. We back with another episode for y'all this week. And we thought we were just going to keep it nice and simple for y'all. Hit y'all with a regular episode this week. Yes, sir. Uh, talk about some shit that's been going on. And I feel like it's only right, man. We, we say our condolences to the fallen relationship. Uh, we thought we had lost one last week. We thought we had lost one last week with J-Lo. And A Rod, but apparently that was just a bad weekend, according to their publicist, which is crazy. Imagine having somebody speak on your relationship to the public. Yeah, that's just weird. To the public. That's just weird. Like, I. That's, like, that's insane. Yeah, no. It, I, insane. Dog. I could but, never. Even if I was rich, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. But nonetheless, apparently the whole J Lo thing and A Rod thing are, are good or whatever. But this week, we get another fucking sharp left turn. When we first seen a video, I don't. Did you see the video too? I haven't seen anything about it except for just um, people talking about it, basically uh, on social media. All right, so I'm gonna have to do a terrible job at explaining a video that I see. <laughs> all right, so pretty much, Sweetie is, um, which for those of y'all who don't know, this is Quavo's now ex girlfriend. Uh-huh. Sweetie went on a on a. Uh, I don't know if you guys know uh, Justin, uh, the dude that says respectfully all the time. What's the fuck is his name? I have no idea. I mean, I know I he, I can see his face, but I don't really know his name. I've never known his name. I just name I just, just know him because of the respect the the, the respectfully John. Okay, yeah, Justin LeBoy. That, that's his name. So he has a show on um on, on the Diddy Network, the uh, Revolt. Okay. And he kind of like interviews, I guess, celebrities and shit like that, and ask them like I guess crazy questions or whatever. And this nigga just so happened to also have Sweetie's ex there. Which I believe is Diddy's son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he's there and you know, he's asking him questions about I guess their past and things that kind of and he, he I forgot the question that he uh that he asked her, but I think he asked her something like along the lines of if your man asked for a threesome, would you give him one? And then oh, he was like I did hear about this on the Breakfast Club. Oh, so you seen that a little bit or you heard yeah. about it? I've seen I've I've heard the audio but I haven't seen the video. Okay, but but regardless, like, yeah. you heard what she said. That so pretty much for those of y'all who haven't heard, she came out and said that if her man asked for a threesome, that he would have to pick the other dude uh, before anything. Mm-hmm. Which obviously that's alluding that instead of two girls, which is what every guy is gonna want, she's saying that she feels like yeah, nigga, you're gonna have to bring another dude if you're gonna if you're gonna do that. So I don't know if if this was done before or after or when this was recorded or whatnot. But you got to understand, y'all, that a guy like Quavo, who's part of the Migos, is part of one of the biggest acts in rap in the last decade, arguably. Oh, undoubtedly. Uh, yeah, undoubtedly, probably. is going to just be cool with his girl saying this. Because, obviously, if at the least says something to harm his ego, you know what I mean? Like, this is, this is, everybody, this is the guy just mentioned everything about him. One of the biggest artists. He's one of the biggest names. He's a household name in every household, every American household at this point. Everybody knows who Quavo is. So there's absolutely no way, in my opinion, that he's going to be okay with his girl saying some shit like this. Because, again, that's that's saying that he's on some sucker shit, kind of. It kind of alludes to that in a way. Because, True. you know, no guy would want... I, and, again, I'm not saying it's right or anything. But no guy would want to uh, have some other dude fucking his girl. But he would want to fuck another girl with his girl. That's mm-hmm. just what it is. I'm not saying, I'm not here to argue if it's right or wrong. We're just here to say what's just, going on. Just right? stating, stating simple facts that we perceive. Just state Exactly. So, like I said, um, I don't know if that's what kind of pissed Quavo off. Apparently there was other things going on behind the scenes that we don't know of, which oh. obviously, I mean, you know, when, when you come to these kind of relationships, it's, it's safe to assume that there's shit that we don't know. Oh, you know of course, what I mean? Of because course. these are obviously, people too at the end of the day and um i i would hope that we don't see everything 
So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot going on behind the scenes. <laughs> the way these niggas move these days, I feel like nah, we do see true. just about everything. You might be right. You might be right. But um, I I, I, just, I hope there is something else going on behind the scenes that you know could either solve this or not. You know, because apparently, uh, I don't. Did, did you see any of the tweets that got sent out by both sides? No, I don't. You know, I don't tweet nigga shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, Quavo came out and said, "Yo, uh, I wasn't expecting her to go public with this shit. I can't believe she did that." Pretty much, like I said, became the the victim and all this shit, kind of. And, oh, so and, that's you know, where the future would be proud memes came from then. Exactly, because exactly. <laughs> I heard all about them motherfuckers. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, and, and and again, I love Quavo. That's my nigga, dog. But let's let's keep it funky. You know, that's that's kind of what he's doing here. And I'm not even mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I don't know <laughs> he alleged because apparently, uh, Sweetie also saying that he allegedly cheated on her, and you know, there's things that we don't know about going on. And again, like I said, I'm I'm sure there are things. That we don't know about going mm-hmm. on that, you know, whatever. And, and again, we're not here to discuss that. We're just here to talk about what's going on. And in this case, it's that Quavo and Sweetie broke up. Now, just a couple of months ago, these two was like, I feel like they were like the couple that every, like every couple of months, there's or every year or so, there's that couple that motherfucker that people like to look up to and be like, yo, that's, I'm trying to be lit like that. True, like because they, I feel like it was just, it was Valentine's Day or yeah. not too long ago that they was talking about them and they were a couple goals. Like them two, it was like specifically Quavo and Saweetie and uh, I don't want to say Lauren London because that's not her name. Um, Laura, uh, Laura Harvey, Lauren Harvey, whatever her name is. Oh, and Lori Harvey. Lori Harvey yeah. and uh, Michael yeah. B. Jordan because I kept hearing yeah. those two mostly during Valentine's Day they, talking about couple goals. Bro, they were on the same level because right now that's fucking relationship goes to some motherfuckers. Is mm-hmm. uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey, mm-hmm. but but at the time, so was Quavo and Sweetie. Because let's be real, you know these are two people that even though you know again, it's arguable that you know Migos and Quavo has lost a little bit of their steam or whatever at this point with a lot of younger artists kind of breaking through. Uh, but Sweetie is at the top of her game. And rather or not, Quay was at the top of his. He's a he's a fucking household name at this point. It doesn't matter if he falls off a little bit because he's just too he's too big to not be famous. No, at this the, point. The, let's let's I mean let's be real. The Migos are OGs in the game at this point. Like they've know, been around exactly. for a really long time. They've been consistent, and, and, and relative, and hot for years at this point. So no, yeah, you, you you can't you can't take that away from them at all. And exactly. they're gonna be hot, and they're gonna be. They're, again, they're gonna be around. It's kind of like a doc. Well, not probably not like a Dr. Dre, but it's like a like a lot of the older celebrities who are still find ways to be relevant. Uh-huh. It's pretty much what the Migos are gonna be. So again, I feel like when you got both of those combined on top of Sweetie, to me, I think she's fucking bomb as fuck. You know, I think she's attractive as fuck. Uh-huh. You know, so it, it's just a, a a good combination, at least with the with the public probably thinks. Yeah, exactly. So. So now, obviously, you know, this shit happens and it just, it's kind of funny that like just a month ago, not even a month ago, well, actually, yeah, about a month about ago, a month about ago. Mm-hmm. yeah, that shit would look sweet. Everything was going gravy and everything and apparently it wasn't. See, everybody want to be couple goals with somebody, but y'all don't really know what's going on in their real lives because they only put what they little Instagram uh, personalities want to show y'all, so... Don't don't. I, that's what I hate. Like don't 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 talk about uh, celebrity couples and shit as couple goals because these motherfuckers don't ever last. Like for real. Like don't for real. Don't ever let J Lo be your couple goals for anybody. Don't let her be part of the couple. That's your couple goals because you know that ain't gonna last. Like I'm. I was surprised her and Mark Anthony were together as long as it was. For real. For real. My nigga. Honestly, right. I, I really do feel like a lot of people or, or like I guess. Looking to all this shit again, older has just really shown me that I feel like when people say they want to be famous or whatever, I feel like them motherfuckers really have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Because being famous entails to a whole lot, and these these like quote unquote relationships that we see going on, mm-hmm. just kind of goes to show you that like, nigga, a, a celebrity relationship is nowhere near the same as a regular relationship. For real, you think your relationship is bad? <laughs> Add chasing paparazzi fans, all that yeah. money, all that other dumb shit that come with celebrities, man. Let that add yeah, to no, your nigga, shit. Think, think about this, right? Nigga, regularly your girl might be jealous because, you know, your coworker is a little too friendly or whatever. Nigga, think about actual groupies who want to fuck your, your, you know, you because you're who you are. You know, it's not for any other reason other than you're who you are. Exactly. Now imagine having imagine having to deal with that on top of regular bullshit. So it's like, I don't know, man. I feel like there's a lot that comes with these celebrity relationships. 
And uh, I don't know. It's I, I just feel like there's a lot we don't know, you know, behind the scenes. We really don't know what the fuck is going on, obviously. For one, it's a relationship. One is and, and it's a celebrity relationship. So they're going to put out what they want to put out. Exactly. So, But there's also know, a man. lot that we don't need to know. Like there's no, just yeah, shit. Exactly. In, there's personal shit in everyone's life that they do not want out in the public for everybody to know. That includes celebrities. I mean, yes, we want to assume that you know we're gonna have access to all the all the celebrities that we love and we know so much about them. Blah 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 blah. But no, I guarantee you, even as much as the fucking Kardashians are out here in the street, there's a bunch of shit that we don't know about these broads that is that will probably knock our socks off. So mm-hmm. like you know just you know everybody just take a chill pill enjoy the access that you have and don't be trying to go extra and be extra and just like don't 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 lo- don't hold these people up as fucking couple goals or you know relationship goals let your relationship right. goals be your goddamn relationship get your shit right and then let that shit be relationship goals no nah, that's a fact i mean look let's be real everybody knows that social media is a bunch of bullshit yeah. everybody knows that everything that gets put up there it's 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 fucking fake it's like a facade it, it's literally yeah. It's not reality. So what makes y'all think that these celebrities are going to give y'all a real look into how their shit's going? Because I'm telling you, it happens all the time that we'll, we'll see celebrity couples out and about and, you know, they look great. They look like everything's perfect. And then a month later, you hear so-and-so is fighting for divorce. So-and-so is fighting for divorce. So uh-huh. it's kind of like, nigga, there's, there's nothing. Like, nothing in this world is fucking 100% perfect. So it's like, you know, I don't know. People still find a way to idolize these people and, you know, hopefully... Hopefully this is a good sign to to not really look like you know that deep into this. Yeah, I just hope people take that sign and run with it, like for real. Mm-hmm. But uh, nah, facts. you know it is what it is. But you know, R.I.P. to the Quavo and Sweetie relationship. May y'all find happiness with what, other niggas for now, because because <laughs> let let us let us not forget what your boy um your boy uh what the, yeah, Offset pulled on Cardi when supposedly they fucking. When he arrived, he arrived at her fucking concert and did a whole bunch of wild shit. So let's not let's not put this past Quavo. I'm not saying this was going to happen. He already kind of publicly came out and said that it's done. So I don't know, but I don't know, man. We we've seen somebody in the in the Migos family do something like this before. So I, I would not put this past Quavo. I mean, that's that's a very good point. That is a very 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 and good sweetie point. and sweetie. Look, man, I'm gonna be real, man. She's one of the baddest in the game, dog. Yeah. She's she's honestly Yeah. She's yeah. Dog. And, and granted, I understand when when you're when you're at a point of celebrity of, of Quavo, you could probably there's probably a hundred girls that you can probably, you know, fuck that look just like her. Uh-huh. But but I don't know. I, I feel like you can make that shit happen, man. Y'all better work that shit out because she's bad and she's fucking has money. So you know it ain't gonna be no money shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I don't know. Exactly. I, I don't know. That that that's all I'm gonna say about that, but you know, RIP to that relationship for now because we know how that shit go. I mean, we'll we'll see next week. We'll see next week. Man. Very true. All right, and a, and an interesting topic that you brought up before the show started. I want. I think I'll go first. But whose career would you rather have, Jay Z mm. or Drake? Yep. Me. I mean, their their careers that are, are literally a product of two different times. That's one thing. But 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 let, let's let's make it uh, specifically clear. This is musically, specifically musically speaking, because we we obviously know Jay is on a whole other level as far as just him as a as a brand goes. I guess uh-huh. even though even though I will say I do feel like Drake is is right behind him. Uh-huh. Very but, true. But but let's just say musically. Well, with musically, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably have to say Jay Z just off of because, like I said, it's the time in which that they were in which they're in. Like, you know, Drake Drake pushes out a lot of music just like everybody else does these days. But Jay took the time to cultivate it more and to have it more succinct, you know, to have it exactly how he wanted it. Like, this may be how Drake wants it right now, but I feel like not all Drake's music is going to carry over into the future and be yeah. known as, like, the top shit. Like, of course, he's going to have his hits that are there. Of course, he's going to have more than enough hits to be able to reach that stratosphere. But I feel like his music is it just feels less cultivated and less um, less uh, cohesive. Yeah, less organic than Jay's does simply because I feel like Jay took the time to live life, get that experience and then put out music and state what was going on in his life at that point like drake does that but i mean like also drake releases an album like if not every year every other year 
like where Jay probably had two to three to four years between albums when when he was making shit. And look how many albums, look how long it took Jay Z to get to twelve albums versus how long it took Drake to get to twelve albums. I'm saying Drake Drake did it probably in under a decade. It probably took Jay Z almost two decades to get to twelve albums. Nah, you know I, I don't know, man. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, dog. I, I feel then again like I could Drake... be bullshit because I don't know how many albums Drake has. I'm about to say that <laughs> I, 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 if there's one thing I will say about Drake, which again I feel like, as much as we like to you know I guess joke around with Drake being who he is or whatever, I feel like we have to give him his credit, and I feel like he really does care about his craft to a certain degree. Even though I feel like, again, going off of what you were saying, it's not as genuine as it is coming from Jay or from a couple other other artists. You know, it's not as organic, you know, and shit like that. But I feel like we have to give him his credit in the sense that I really do feel like Drake is really meticulous about his work. You know, his his newest album that's supposed to be coming out, uh, Certified Lover Boy, uh-huh. it's apparently it's been delayed two or three times already. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I believe that at, at the least, and I, I'm not saying that this is enough to make him a better artist than Jay, right? But uh-huh. at the least, I feel like you have to consider him being somebody who cares about his craft. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that he doesn't. I'm just saying that like... I think with the amount of music that he puts out, it's like he always has to like worry about being on top. Like, and in this industry, that's really what it is. You have to worry about putting out music to be on top and putting out enough music yeah. to be able to stay on top. Because how you stay on top and popular yeah. is you stay in people's view all the time with something new. Jay Z, I because feel like, didn't he- have that pressure on him while he was rapping. It was just like you put out what you put out and it put you in the top or it didn't. Like nowadays, motherfuckers are chasing the top versus putting out the music that was bomb for them and letting it get to the top. That's the only thing. That's the only difference that I have between it. Yes, I think that Drake is meticulous in what's at least some, at least most of what he does. I say about eighty to eighty-five percent of what he does. But there are a lot of tracks on some of these albums that we, even ones that we have done, we've uh, because we haven't um, reviewed many of Drake's albums. But at least two of the jumps that we reviewed, I was like, yo, most of this shit don't need to be here. Especially that double album that we really we reviewed. A lot of that Mm. shit didn't need to be there. And I feel like that was just a rush to put out so much and be like, oh. Oh, you know, I'm out here. I put out a double album, blah blah blah. But in nothing, in no way do I feel like any of that was Drake's best work, from what I've heard. Because no. I've heard Drake on other people's shit sound better than some of the albums that he has. So to me, I don't think that he 100% goes in and is super, 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 super meticulous. Maybe some albums, yes, like this new album that's coming out and a couple of the old albums, yes. But like some of them albums, I don't think that's what it was. But even if you like, um. If you kind of just, all right, if you just look at Jay's musical career, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know exactly how to, how you know it kind of went or whatever, but from my understanding, didn't Jay kind of start off kind of like not nearly as big as he got? Like he was in the game probably like at least 10 years or so before he got to the point where he was really considered a heavyweight in, in, in rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He had been, he had been around for a long time because he was in, um, one of Big Daddy Kane's videos, like featured as 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 one of the rappers in that joint, and that was easily like I want to say like late '80s, early '90s, because he looks mm. really young, like really, right. really young, right? Like like probably late teens, probably like eighteen, nineteen, or something like that. Might even be a little bit early, um, like you know, like sixteen, seventeen. Oh shit! So I mean, but I mean, Jay Z is also like fucking Pharrell. And the fact that it's hard to yeah. pinpoint his fucking age at any given time. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. Cause even right now, Jay looks anywhere between 42 and like 58. Exactly. Okay, you exactly. Like you can't really tell with him. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. That is one thing about Jay. But nonetheless, you know, okay. So we look at his career in that sense. And then mm-hmm. we look at Drake's career. Obviously him already being a famous person coming out of the, out of the grassy. And the first time I ever heard of him, now I'm not saying this is the first thing he put out because I'm pretty sure he put out other music before this, which I think he did. But the first time I heard him, and I'm sure the first time most people heard of him was when he linked up with Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if I think I've, I've talked about it on the podcast, but I remember being like in ninth grade or like eighth grade or something like that. And I remember I got on the fucking bus and my, my friend was like, yo, have you heard of uh, this new look? Because at the time, this is when Lil Wayne was at his most popping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like somewhere around, I would say 2006, 2007, 2008, somewhere around there, right? 
I remember somebody was like, yo, uh, Lil Wayne got like a new artist that he signed. His name is Drake. He's like, yeah, he's he's, the, he's some guy from Degrassi. And I just remember hearing the song, and the song is called Ransom. And I think that was the first time that like a Drake song kind of became like a somewhat popping song. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like when you compare Jay's track to be where he is to um to Jake, to, to Jake, to Drake, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of... Like, again, kind of like what you were saying at the beginning. It's kind of different because of the times that they kind of exactly. Because look, you know, he you had can't... he had Wayne backing him, so he had major backing when he first made his leap to go mm-hmm. into the music industry. Jay Z didn't have any backing like that, so he had yeah. to work his way up and make the connections, make you know, make the friendships and shit, so he could jump on this and jump on that, blah blah blah, to get his name more out there. So again, like, but I mean, that's just like you know, back in the day, it was harder to get a record deal. Like you had to actually go in and freestyle for the record company yeah. or freestyle mm-hmm. for whoever was trying to sign you so that they knew your ass could actually rap so that they could even think about signing you you know what i'm saying and, and, and let, me, let me let me just say this right i don't think that drake would have been able to be drake in jay-z's era no and Mm-mm. and and again i'm not saying it's because he he can't rap rapping wise because I, I really do feel like drake in all in all honesty you know putting all the fucking ghostwriting shit aside in today's age is an elite rapper uh, rapping wise i feel like yeah you know there are some corny lines here and there and I, and I will admit to that but i feel like i feel like at the least he's he, he's he's at the lower tier of elite but i feel like he's an elite mc uh i feel like he could at least keep up with like mm-hmm. any range of artists he could keep up with yeah. future that's he why keep he's up- that's why he's so good with like doing shit with pop stars and and other people as well because he has that range He's still skilled enough to do it lyrically, and he has a range. But the one thing I will say that I don't think that would have made Drake what he is today is the singing. Back in the day, that would not have made it as a rapper. Like He would have only had the flow. But if he would have only yeah. flowed, I'd still think that he would have been uh, more towards the top tier of rappers because Drake is that good at rapping. Oh, yeah, nah, no, no question. And, you know, there's something that you say all the time that whenever Drake releases something, you're hoping it's a rapping song and not somewhat of a singing song because uh-huh. you know we we love we love when drake gets down on this joint you know when he when he really gets into his mc bag um you know we've seen that recently with the with the song with rick ross uh lemon pepper freestyle uh-huh. and his two and his uh, three tracks on uh his his little ep that he dropped yeah, exactly exactly so you know we we see when that happens and, and we love when that happens i actually like when both happens i like uh his singing and his rapping shit but I mean, I sometimes know, it's advantageous what? or advantageous, like on uh, when he did work with Rihanna. That was perfect. Mm. But that was also oh, because yeah. of the flow and style of the song. Like, I don't want oh, you yeah, no. like, but I don't I'm not into this whole, you know, you throwing down a, cl- a clean rap verse. Right. And then all of a sudden th- the next verse you sing in some some random shit, too. Like, I, I don't need both. I just need you to pick one. Now, now, now here's here's one thing, though, that I will say. Right. Um. While Drake has had a ridiculous amount of hits, probably the most hits of any rapper I could probably think of. Probably. Like, arguably... Oh, no, easily. Actual, it, like, Billboard easily. charted hits? Yeah, no. Yeah, Diesel yeah. bodied everybody. It's probably easily. Yeah, probably easily way more hits than anybody. And again, I feel like part of it is just Drake understanding what's hot at the moment. I feel like that's one thing that you cannot take away. And again, I feel like it's part of his artistry. I really mm-hmm. do feel like it is because... It allows him to to still to maintain relevancy when a lot of other rappers would have just you know faded I mean, you away. You can get a lot of relevancy in a lot of different areas if you are a fucking chameleon and you know how to adapt. Yeah. I mean, like oh, yeah. the and only other person that I'm out here saying that has the level of hits that Drake has, and I mean clearly, I don't think this is a hot take at all. Beyonce, that's it. Like I can't think. Maybe Rihanna. Like they maybe them got the the number or the level of hits that Drake got. But uh, other than that, I can't think of anybody else. I mean, I come really on. you know, like, Beyonce got di- as many, if not more, hits than Drake does. I wouldn't say more, and the reason I say that is because well, Drake comes out like, with music more often than she does. So, and, and, and let me also say this: I feel like more Beyonce fans would listen to Drake than Drake fans listen to Beyonce. You damn right. So, so for that reason, I feel like. There might be more Drake uh, hits just for that reason. Yeah. And again, I could go with you. Don't, don't attack. Don't attack me, Beehive. I'm not saying that Beyonce <laughs> ain't fucking what it is. You know what I'm saying? She is what she is, and you know it's all good. Mm-hmm. But to answer the question, all of that being said, 
Jay has had classic albums. You know, Jay has had at, at least people, at least one, maybe two that people consider classic albums. I have two albums that I consider as a classic. Obviously, Blueprint, mm-hmm. and to me, I think Four 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 is a classic album. Yeah. I think that was a really, really dope album. A lot of people like American Gangster. That was a very good album. And honestly, I go back and do uh, Volume One. Volume One is an incredible album. Yeah. So, so you know, a lot, Jay has these this discography that is hard to put up against anybody. You know what I mean? And um, and I, you know, that's the one thing that I feel like Drake kind of struggles with is that um, you know, when he puts out these long uh, albums that he's been putting out lately, a lot of his songs that actually are good kind of get lost in the humongous package of just. You know, mm-hmm. like you were saying, just a bunch of fluff material, which is kind of what a lot of what he puts out is. Um, I'm I'm hoping that he's heard that. I'm sure somebody has told him that. You know, in in his in his career or whatever. And I'm hoping that this next album is a little bit different. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it's not nearly as long. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I know this is not going to be the case, right? But I'm hoping we get like a 13 track Drake album, even though I know that's almost impossible <laughs> to, to expect for. I'm realistically expecting somewhere around 16 songs. But I would love to see like a 12 to 13 track, solid, maybe six rapping, six singing, somehow divided out in a very well-crafted play. I think that would be really good for Drake's career because that's the one thing that everybody always says. He has Take Care, which was his first, uh, I don't know if it was his first album, but it's definitely his most popular album people really like. But I feel like he doesn't really have that album that's just like, yo, 100%, this is a classic that people just don't question that like people don't question if blueprint is a question uh people don't question oh i'd slide the black album in there with jay-z too they exactly you know there's just certain albums that people don't question whether you grew up listening to it or not you know ready to die you know is a classic whether you listen to biggie whether you grew up uh, listening to biggie or not Uh so I, i just feel like drake doesn't necessarily have that again i know take care is a big album for him but I just don't think that enough people consider it to be an undeniable classic for him to just be like, all right, I'm good. So I think that, I don't know, we'll see what happens with this album. But um, yeah, I, I would have to go with Jay too, because I, I just feel like Jay, again, you know, he has the albums, he has the critical acclaim. And let's be real, he has fucking Beyonce too. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like let's be real, man. Like, my man is is not stressing over nothing, dog. No, bro. you know, th- like, like the nigga Cam made a hundred and one disses talking about him looking like a camel in two thousand five, but the nigga is on top of the world right now. Okay, so I look like a camel, but I'm rich, nigga. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. And my man ain't stressing over shit. So. Oh no, not shout a- out, shout out to Jay, man. You know, shout out to Drake too. But again. We're both going with Jay on this. Or, yeah, with Jay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, something I read a little while ago, there is a new rap supergroup coming. Now, when you think rap supergroups, you think, like, Slaughterhouse. Or you think, from for us, you said Griselda, Wu-Tang yeah. Clan. You know what I'm saying? Bone mm-hmm. Thugs and Harmony. These are rap supergroups. Yep. But this rap supergroup is completely different. And it's not something that you or I would totally, totally get down with. But this is a group that is coming out called Mount Westmore. And in this group are Snoop Dogg, E-40, Ice Cube, and Too Short. Now, this is obviously a very, 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 very West Coast group. And this is a group where the majority of the people in this group i can guarantee that neither one of us have ever heard many of their have any heard any of their albums let's say we've heard look, some of their music but we've never heard an album from look i'm gonna be real with you out of all these people oh you said snoop dogg ice cube too short and e40 yep let me be completely honest with y'all i don't think i've ever heard an entire album from any one of these motherfuckers wow wow no no um, no granted i've said i've said it on the podcast before I'm not a big West Coast fan. I've, I'm coming around to like some of it, listening to some of the younger artists, and then that kind of brings me to listen to some of the uh, older artists and shit like that. And, you know, I think we talked about it before the show. We're working on in the future reviewing, a couple episodes reviewing uh, a Snoop Dogg album. Uh-huh. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how I like that. But, um, yeah, man, I've, I've never really I've never really been into the whole West Coast thing. So, I don't know, man. This, this isn't 
something that like really like excites me excites me <laughs> but i know that a lot of people are, are probably gonna love this for sure oh hell yeah especially california as, as a whole honestly because oh, yeah. oh, you've yeah. got north to south Cal- southern california all covered in this yeah me personally i've heard just about every i think i've heard every album that snoop has done I've never heard an E40 album. I think I've heard one or two uh, Ice Cube albums, and I don't think I've I've never heard an entire Too Short album either. So this would be, I mean, I'm gonna check it out just because these are legends. Look, like honestly, they this, are. This is my problem with this, right? I'd be okay with it as long as it didn't include Ice Cube. And again, no disrespect to Ice Cube, but I just feel, I just feel mm-hmm. like when you've been away from rapping this long, I feel like it looks like a money grab at this point. Because it's kind of well, like... he did have an album come out two years ago. Did he? Yeah. It was completely under the radar. Really? Yeah. Completely under the radar. Cause I didn't even know that shit. I thought, man... All right. Okay. So I'll take that back. If you've been rapping, then fine. That, that's cool, right? But I, I just feel like if that's not the case, right? I feel like it kind of looks like a money grab because it's like... Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody else, you know, too short. I think... I'm pretty sure they've, they've still been... You know, doing something with music. I have no E40. idea about T Too Short. E forty for short, because I I want to see E forty release the album not too long ago, also. But I don't remember seeing anything about Too Short releasing an album, and I don't know when the last time he released an album was. And um, Snoop, Snoop, I'm trying to remember the last album Snoop released. I can't but, really but even, remember. Even, but even Snoop stay busy. Right. Yeah, he stay busy. He always does features. He always does mm-hmm. you know shit like that. So. And he'll drop a, an yeah, album they, randomly, whether it's a, a reggae album or not, <laughs> or a gospel so album. Would you say? Would you? Yeah, that's a fact. Would you say that Snoop is probably one of the most famous rappers of all time? Like, yes, well known across the entire world. Like, yes, everywhere because he is. People may not recognize him by his music per se, but everybody knows who Snoop is, and everybody knows that Snoop is a rapper. Yeah, and that he smokes weed, and that he's a pothead. I'm telling you, Everybody, Snoop Dogg hey. is Snoop Dogg is my generation's, maybe not your generation's, but he is my generation's Willie Nelson. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know, you know, it's funny, right? I I really do feel like Wiz Khalifa, and, and to some degree, he kind of is, but I feel like it's not exactly the same Mm-mm. to Snoop Dogg because I feel like I feel like he tried to be, and again. All love to, to, to Wiz. I'm a humongous Wiz Khalifa fan. But I just feel like he tried to like live under the, the image of, of being the next Snoop Dogg. And people were just like, nah, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't <laughs> True, true, true. So, but again, but still, Wiz is still Wiz and he's out here doing his thing. Yep. But yeah, nah, I, I agree, man. I, I feel like Snoop is just somebody who, shit, everybody, everybody's mother knows who Snoop Dogg is. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And your grandmama might know who he is too. Oh yeah, that's a fact. That is a fact. That um, is a fact. But let me see let me see two shorts uh But they well, actually, are releasing apparently they're releasing an album next month. So that will be available next month mm-hmm. to check out. And according to Two Short, who was doing an interview with I think DJ Vlad or one of the something like that, he said that they've got about fifty tracks on deck for said like album, that. but have they haven't lit you know, I don't think they've completely narrowed down how many tracks are gonna be on the album. And apparently this came about uh, because of quarantine. So here goes a bunch of motherfuckers who took a good idea during a, a lot of downtime and made something of it. So I hope they have success. Yeah. It's a lot like uh, Bruno Mars and uh, Anderson Pack with their whole new thing. Hey, yo, that shit is dope, dog. You know, I, did that, that's something that's so fucking like, uh, in hindsight, it's so like, why the fuck didn't these niggas start doing this shit before? Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars makes so much fucking sense. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, like I was saying, everybody was busy. They was out running around, doing their lives, making their music, do- going on tour. And then everybody had to sit the fuck down for a second. And they thought, hmm, our musics both hey. sound really good. They might actually sound together. Let me get in contact with this nigga, see what the fuck he's doing. Oh, you okay? You down? You down? All right, well, I'm saying we got nothing but downtime. Let's get some shit popping. Let me, let me just say, dog. And again, we were early on Anderson Pack. We reviewed his... uh. His Malibu, I think, album mm-hmm. first. Dog, I really do think Anderson Peck is one of the most talented people right now, out right now in music. Dog. Oh yeah, people sleep in, the fuck in, on in, him. in the in the culture, in the culture. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, because uh, I don't know, I don't know too much about you know the Kubian world and shit like that. <laughs> but uh, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, bro, I, I feel like he's he's ridiculously talented. I know he was ridiculously talented when I seen the motherfucker on Jimmy Kimmel and he was performing his songs and he was the drummer at the same time. So he was yeah. drumming as he was singing to his song. Yeah, I've only seen a couple a couple people do that, 
And to, to me, that's insane because how much coordination you need to not only fucking play the drum set, but also sing in rhythm to the song uh-huh. is fucking ridiculous. So if you could do that shit, kudos to you. I've seen Anderson Pack do that shit and he does it really, really well. And his songs are really, really dope. So shout out to, to Anderson Pack. Exactly. I think I've only seen one other person do it and it might be Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Well, you know what's funny? And he was Dave he Grohl, was the drummer for um, Nirvana. I've one hundred percent. He's definitely done it. But I, I also because I had forgotten about him. But the drummer that I've seen do it is for all the, for everybody out there who knows Mana, which is a Spanish rock band. They're uh, probably like the most famous Spanish rock band. But their drummer, he does that shit too. I've gone to their concert a couple times, and he he'll do like a whole set where he's just the one that sings. So that's just oh, that's just shit. pretty dope. Okay. It's dope when I see it happen. So, so to see to see Anderson do it again, I think it just shows how good of an artist he is. All right. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Mount Westmore will will at least check out a couple of things on first listens when that joint comes out. Uh, yeah, for and, sure. and give a idea of whether we gonna actually check it out or not. But hey, y'all out there, mm-hmm. check it out if y'all are interested, especially in that West Coast click that they got popping on. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. All right. So, uh, speaking of California. Draco the Ruler, who apparently came out of jail not too long ago, went ahead and put his um, put his claim that he is the best rapper to come out of California out in these streets. And what he specifically said is, I'm the best rapper alive to ever come out of California, and it is not up for debate. He declares in all caps, fuck whoever feels some type of way. I don't care who you bringing up, OG rapper, new school rapper. You can't name a rapper. You can't name one rapper that's more influential than me in California. Name one rapper who has many niggas imitate them than me. I'll wait. Let me me just start off by saying this, right? I really do think this is just one of the things that happens when like, for one, okay, let's, let's be real. All respect to Draco. I fuck with you and I fuck with your music, but he just got a Drake feature. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just got a, a Drake feature that I think is getting decent spins. It's doing all right on the billboard charts. Right? Yeah. But like I said, I just feel like this is one of them times where people, they get really in their head about, you know, kind of where they are and kind of get delusions of Granger, if you will. And I feel like in this case, I just feel like he was probably in a studio, probably finished recording a, a song that he thought was really, really vicious. And his his boys was like, yeah, that's it right there. And probably just did something real vicious, probably. And then he was feeling himself, was probably lit off of something and was feeling himself. And I mean, you know how that shit go. Oh, we all, we've all we've all done that to some extent. OK, now, let, again, obviously, we're not we're not rappers, so we don't we can't do that to, to this extent. But I'm sure I've been playing FIFA and I've just won like a little mini tournament online or whatever. And I thought to myself, <laughs> nigga, I'm the best fucking FIFA player ever, nigga. Put anybody in front of me and it's a wrap. I'm yep. sure I've thought that in my bag off of a couple bong hits, you know what I mean? Maybe a couple drink or two, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm sure I've even probably said something along those lines at some point. So I don't, I just think that rappers just need people who fucking hold their phones so they don't tweet this because mm-hmm. it's one thing to say you could blame it on just being in the heat of the moment and you feeling it and you just saying it right but once you type that shit out nigga it's there forever exactly. you know what i mean unless somebody records you saying it you know mm-hmm. you could just be like look man that, that that's what somebody said but that's not really what i said you know you can say whatever but but when it's when it's written when it's tweeted out or shit like that that's when it it becomes kind of kind of iffy, and I don't know. I just feel like these rappers just need somebody to have access to their Twitter, dog. Because Basically. these niggas is these niggas is burning bridges before they even get to them. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, now you've got and, uh, other rappers out here, like what you've got the game, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, you've got um, what is his name? Schoolboy Q. All like I mean, the entirety of you know uh kendrick's click you know there's and there's like yep. you know a uh, travis scott is from california i mean like there's so many nah, people Tra- where is he from texas uh yeah from houston oh houston my bad that's because he'd he be in california all the time uh yeah. <laughs> i mean you know all these niggas that are out here from california it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot it's it's a big yeah. bold claim and some of these niggas have something to say like the game 
apparently said the problem with California rappers is niggas don't really fuck with each other like that like the ATL and New York niggas do when I came up I was the only young nigga on and I extended myself to as many new niggas as I could and I've always protect I've always protected the West by any means and then Snoop replied to that and just said back that and I'm the one to start that <laughs> with the with the big fist and then the praying hands and the hundred emoji <laughs> so you know it's funny but that's but 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 you know you hear a lot of people say that about a lot of different places like you heard people say that about new york all the time uh-huh. that like you know oh this is why atlanta took over because the niggas is always sticking together but and to be honest right now that you're seeing new york kind of come together you could argue you could legitimately argue that some of the hottest music out right now is coming out of new york uh-huh some of the hottest music out we're gonna review uh cj's uh ep in the following week and he has arguably one of the hottest songs in rap right now with Whoopi. honestly that hottest- entire project is good like i f- i finally got around to finishing listening to it the other day it is fucking good i can't wait to talk about that shit yeah nah so so you know and, and again i i just feel like it's because and, and don't get me wrong i 100 am aware that there is a lot of uh, let's just call them differences that are going on in New York at the moment in, in, in the rap scene over there. I'm, I'm positive. Of that. I know that. But I, I still feel like there's enough artists that are coming together and working together. It, just in that whole tri-state area to kind of just put New York back in the, in, in the mix of things. And obviously, when Pop Smoke was still here, he was the, the main one pushing the lead here. But then you got a bunch of younger artists, uh, 22 G's. Uh, you got uh, Sleepy Hollow. You got uh, Chef Chef G. You got a couple, a bunch of young dudes out here that are really kind of just keeping the sound alive. And, you know, also uh, A-Boogie also as well. A lot of just young guys really popping out here. So, but going back to us talking about the West, though, I don't know. I just feel like this happens a lot. And I don't know, man. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, to see where this goes, man. Yeah. Well, let's see if he can actually maintain his career long enough to actually become one of the best rappers to ever come out of California. Uh, No, yeah. That's always a a feat that niggas have to worry about. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, that's a fact. I mean, because fucking, uh, I think it's Dre who says it on on the Kendrick album. It's easy to get to the pub, but the hardest part is keeping the shit. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll exactly. See. And we'll then see. what do you call it? Uh, that actually leads into one of Jay Z's jump uh, that he said on. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, oh, I forgot what album it was. I think it might have been American Gangster, but he said, you know, um, this shit is the is the you know is the is the biggest drug in the world to be on that stage and get all that shit, you know. It's out mm-hmm. here. It's it's, you know, it's it's Hollywood. That's what it was. The song was. It was Hollywood. Mm. Uh, but anyway, let's go on to. Oh, speaking of Hollywood, that, that was a transition. I didn't even know I was fucking with. <laughs> Yo, hey. this nigga's working on all type of planes. I don't even know where I'm at. That's good. <laughs> Not at all. Apparently, Bloomberg News reported Kanye West as the richest black person in America last week at having six point six billion dollars. And then apparently Forbes said, "Uh, nigga, you thought." And then they came back and said, this nigga's about worth $1.8 billion, but that's not including what Bloomberg was including, what they consider, what they called theoretical future expectations. Uh, that, that, that pretty much, in layman's terms, doesn't fucking count. Basically, all them deals that he might have in the work or all of this and all of that that he has in the workings doesn't count and apparently bloomberg was like well if this actually goes good for him he'll have blah 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 blah." so they i feel like bloomberg just gave kanye a best case scenario just to kind of like hype him up since he he might be feeling bad i mean it's a very it's a very donald trump move that they would have pulled when this nigga was president just to make him feel good um so i mean i can see you know rich niggas have problems accepting things so you know you got to kind of cater to their to their ego a little Mm -hmm. bit um At least the nigga's still a billionaire. Shit, the Forbes said that you got one point eight billion. Nigga, you in the club? You in the clubhouse? <laughs> Listen, dog. You're not in and VIP, but you there. I want. I want to say he signed a prenup as well. You know, with with the whole with the whole Kim K thing. Okay. Well, actually, that's probably so, smarter on her end because I'm pretty oh, sure she's got more money than he does at this point. No, I don't oh. think so. No. You think, you think Kim K is Bruh, a billionaire? The, I don't think Kim K is a billionaire, honestly, no. Uh, but on, yeah, I guess at this point, yes. Bloomberg, I mean, not Bloomberg, but uh, Forbes did it right. But yeah, I don't let's, know how much money she had, but when they got together, I know she had more than he did. That that, that possibly could have been true, but I, I feel like after you know Yeezy released his clothing brand, his shoe shit. Yeah, a couple of the shoe that, drops, that, yeah. 
bro, bro. Every believe me, dog. Every single Yeezy shoe that comes out is a complete sellout every single time. And they're stupidly every, like, priced, yo. Like I don't understand st- that. Stupidly priced. Okay, so apparently Kim was only worth eighty-five million, but as of October twenty twenty, she's estimated at seven hundred and eighty million. So she went up seven hundred million. Jesus, in five Christ. years. Yep. So, um, I mean, she she she's apparently apparently she sold uh her her beauty line for two hundred m's. I believe it because I mean, how you gonna have a beauty line that's not as good as your little sister's? No, nah, and that's why it happened. No, nah, that's why it happened. <laughs> hey, my man, my man Trey just gave the stink eye real quick. Like, <laughs> I swear, I, I, you started I it after your sister that. did. And then and it didn't, younger than you. exactly, and it didn't do nowhere near her. Joan did, and Kim sitting there like, mm. nah, I got Okay, I gotta, go ahead. I got to low key sell it. Sell it. Yeah, sell it. She's not even the one who went to go sell it. It was like she sent like a representative. Like, yeah, she, exactly. Like, she, she didn't even make the announcement. It was a representative. Let me say my assistant and my attorney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact, man. But honestly, she could be up there. All she need is one good deal, like one good, like mm-hmm. expensive fucking deal. And um, I mean, no. you know, she she still got the look. I mean, she paid enough to still have the look. So here's let, let me just say this, right? Let me just say this. As much as I love Kanye, bro, you should. I hope you never, ever, ever think about dissing Drake ever again. <laughs> because let me tell you, all this means is that it is open season. And I promise you, if Drake wants to fuck your fucking baby mama, he will fuck your baby mama. Basically. So that's just, that's, it, it, it sounds like he may have before already. Sounds like he might to, it have been and uh, uh, still being. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's, let's keep shit cordial. You know what I mean? Let's keep shit kosher. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let's, let's, let's keep this shit pushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kanye, I'm sure you'll find somebody else. Hopefully. I don't know. At this point, I don't even know if Kanye. I don't know. I think he I just, told you, just Kanye, so- Kanye needs to be by himself for a while and figure yeah. out, figure yeah. out, love himself and come to terms with everything in regards to himself before he needs to get into another relationship. But Kanye's you know a nigga and he's not going to do that. You know what Kanye is? He's kind of like them girls that be doing that shit too that like you'll be in a relationship from like your high school sweetheart until you're like 25 and then, and then you'll get directly like a couple months later, you'll be in another full committed relationship. Mm-hmm. And then you're in that and then you just bounce around from relationship, relationship, relationship. That like you said, you know, you, you don't get the time to really see who the fuck you are or shit like that. So. Exactly. All right. And uh, the last thing we're going to do before we slide into first listens for today is just a quick mention and a congratulations to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince Will Smith hey. as their first album, Rock the House got its 34th anniversary this week so congratulations to them okay. fellas out there having music still out in the uh out in the ethos even though i'm not sure how many people still listen to it <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know I, I feel like that's one of them novelty kind of ordeals you know where it's like you might you might hear it just put a novelty of it like oh you know here's here's jazzy jeff and, and yeah exactly and, uh, i don't know i don't know but again i feel like it's one of those things that people nonetheless still have respect for just because of what it was at its time and uh yeah so salute to both of them for sure for sure all right well let's go ahead and slide into first listens for today what are we going to do first sir let's let's just go ahead and uh do the the first or three from uh the benny the butcher album so benny the butcher i guess we'll just talk about it a little bit right now we actually reviewed part one of this uh, i guess i don't know if it's a series he's gonna have but uh the plugs i met one we reviewed on this podcast a couple couple months ago, I want to say, maybe a year ago or so. Yeah. And this is, of course, the plugs I met, too, apparently featuring all Harry Fraud beats because it's Benny Butcher feet and Harry Fraud and all of these. Okay. And, and, you know, just looking through the track listing, we got a couple, a decent amount of, a good mix of, of features and, and no features on here. But I definitely see a couple of joints that I want to listen to. So okay. let's let's go with the first one. Uh, let, let, let's go with the first one with Rick Ross, man. That joint. Obviously, anytime I see Rick Ross on there, I just I just want to hear it. I just want to hear it because I know the beat is going to be crazy. So, all right, and that's when Tony met Sosa, right? Mm, or, no, I'm sorry, that is Survivor's Remorse. Survivor's Remorse, got it, got it. Oh, this says Rick Hyde. You sure that's Rick Ross? Oh shit! You know what's funny? I don't know if you can see this. Mm-mm. You probably can't. This backwards. I mean, but I can't. All it says is all it says is Survivor's Remorse featuring Rick. <laughs> I thought that was Rick Ross. <laughs> nah, that joint was definitely Rick Hyde. 
You still want to do it? Fuck it, yeah. Let's, let's still pick that one. Fuck All right. It. So I thought this was Rick Ross, but it's Rick Hyde. I'm not sure who that is. Let's let's hope it's still a good song nonetheless. No bull. Uh, so so let's go with uh, Survivor's Remorse. That is it. A few moments later. All right, but all right. So what did you think of that jump? I thought the show was dope. Um, I thought the show was was somewhat of like more of like an introspective kind of song, um, which again a lot of Benny the Butcher's songs kind of are, since he kind of talks a lot about street life and a lot of the darker side of street life, which I think is important. But I thought the show was dope. I thought it was a good take, a good I think idea to make a song about it. Uh, pretty much talking about you know survivor's remorse, which we've heard that before, which is pretty much just people feeling bad about making it while their peers around them, you know, are still struggling and shit like, or no longer here. So I thought the joint was dope. I thought the joint was really tight. I did too. The beat was incredible on this joint and his flow on it was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. This Harry Fraud beats are vicious. And it was, a, I mean, it was a great story. It painted a great picture. Uh, and that's just something that we know Benny has the ability to, to do. And I've already decided yeah, that's going to be in, like on our next, our next round of review joints. That's going to be oh, my yeah. new joint. So. <laughs> for sure. Nah, for sure. And, and Off again, of you know, one we, track, nigga. <laughs> we, we've, we've talked about this before that um, Benny, he, he, I like, I like to call it, he keeps the filth alive mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to this music shit. Cause even the, even the new New York rapper shit, while it is music from New York, it, it's, it's not as like grimy, I guess, as you know, a lot of what Benny's is because a lot of Benny's shit just talks about the reality of shit. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of a lot of new rappers kind of ignore the realities: people going to jail, people dying, shit like that, losing friends. You know, shit just crazy shit happening. And, and, and I feel like one of the things that that uh, Benny does very well, like you said, is just paint the complete picture, not just a really nice one. Though. Exactly. All right, for the second one, can I pick the second one? All right. I see this one and I instantly want to hear what the hell is going to go on with it. So the next one we're going to do was Plug Talk featuring 2 Chains. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. But... A few moments later. <laughs> Yo, let me just say this, right? Mm. One of the funniest lines that I've ever heard was just said by 2 Chains when you said, I only care about me. I tell you happy birthday on the wrong day. <laughs> Yo, That's such a funny ass line. Though. Yo, this joint, oh man, like I was I love the beat on this. This beat is mm -hmm. I don't even I, I wonder what the fuck they sampled in order to make this yeah. beat. But this shit was incredible. It fit I feel like uh Benny kind of went in more of a two chains flow mm -hmm. away and like more made mm -hmm. it more comfortable for two chains but still you know managed to keep it benny uh yeah. and two chains was just slick on his drone like he had a yeah funny it his whole second half of, the, of his verse was just hilarious i'm sorry the whole oh, yeah, second yeah. part of it was just funny as shit right. I, very well crafted song great 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 i ain't got nah I, I'm, I'm right there with you uh the, the only thing i might change up right is the hook i feel like it's a little repetitive yeah, that's right. That's probably the only thing I have negative to say about this song. Everything else was dope. Two chains apart was dope. Again, that that line was pretty fucking hilarious. I don't I only care about myself. I tell you, happy birthday on the wrong day. <laughs> that's fucking a dope line. But yeah, uh, both both Benny and Two Chains came came heavy on this joint. Like you said, I think uh, Benny kind of kind of catered to Two Chains style a little bit, which is okay. You know, I actually like that because then you get to see the artist whose album this is on switch up their style you know and it, and it kind of challenges them as, as an mc and you just see their versatility so I, I really appreciate that for sure for sure let's do money long by ddg okay whenever you're ready sir all right let's do it. a few moments later all right but so what you think about it Jabra? I thought that joint was pretty good. The 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 beef for sure was 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 killing it. And honestly, I wasn't I and I wasn't down with everything he was saying lyrically, but the but the way he was saying it was 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 fire with the way that the beat went. It, like the way he flowed on it was vicious. So I don't have no problem with it for real. I mean, it's 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 kind of um on the most on the lyrically it's a little bit basic but at least the, the the way he was rapping it was vicious and again this is this is the one thing that we uh i, I don't want to say that we say but like that a lot of people say and i i wholeheartedly agree that particularly in this age that we're living in but honestly you could say just in general and in hip-hop and in probably any type of music it's not so much what you're saying but how you're saying mm -hmm. i feel like that, that's such an important part to, to music in general again not just hip-hop but just music in general because 
we've seen a bunch of times people you know shit so your, your friend who thinks they can sing could probably sing a uh, you know a song that's like not you know and it won't sound nearly as good as the person singing it because mm-hmm. again it's it's how you say it not necessarily what you're saying exactly um but but back to what we were saying before you know ddg he's a youtube dude from what i understand i mean he's been doing the rapper thing and uh this is the first song i heard from him you know, obviously, 42 Doug got a Detroit feature on there. And, and I feel like this is obviously a Detroit beat on here. So he probably catered to him in that sense. But I feel like, again, this is good for a young artist just to try different uh, kind of beats, try different kind of things, just to, you know, market yourself a little bit better and just be able to have a different audience, if you will. So I, I think this is a good look for him. I thought, that, again, the song was a little, a little generic. You know what I mean? A little generic on, on his part. But um, I don't know. I think if he keeps doing it and you know keeps at it, I think he'll uh, keep developing his own, you know, swag, if you will, when it comes to this music shit. And uh, I feel like he might he ha- he has a good he has a good potential, in my opinion. Exactly. I mean, like you said, he's already got the flow down. If he can just m- get better lyrics with that same type of keep that flow shit up, like he has, like he's been started with it, mm-hmm. he'd be all right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Next, let's go ahead and slip to another artist, uh, an artist called Saba with a song called Ziploc. Let's do it. You ready? Got it. Let's do it. A few moments later. What do you think about it, Jabba? I actually really liked it. I uh, really wasn't expecting it to to be that slow, but like the lyrics were dope. The rhymes, the the way he was rhyming, it was vicious. And uh, and honestly, the way that they turned that sample into the song, like I I thought it was really dope. Like uh, I'm actually probably I was like, damn, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this album because I don't think I've ever heard anything by this artist before. And this song definitely made me want to check him out. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, nah. I mean, immediately what caught my attention was his rhyme pocket, I guess if you want to call it that, how his cadence, I guess. Mm-hmm. That shit was just really, I don't know, like it wasn't your typical uh, rhyming style, I feel. And it was just really, really, uh, I guess, intricate and shit like that. So that really caught my attention. Um, I had heard a couple uh, songs from him before and I-, I knew that he was a really dope rapper and has this kind of style. So um, I kind of was expecting something like this, but I was, I was pleased with what I heard and I'm definitely going to go back and see what, if anything else, he put out with this. And that chorus, man, that chorus was actually really, really dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I was like, okay, what the hell are you going to rhyme with Ziploc? Like, how's that going to work? Okay, TikTok. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> nah, that's a fact. That's a, that, joke, that joke was dope, though. I fuck with it. But, uh, I think I just have one more left here, which is Big Shot, like Wap Dad, 4,000. All right, let's do it. All right, let's do it. A few moments later. All right, best. So what do you think about that? Joke? Now you know me. I'm not much for the for the what they call the melodic rappers nowadays. But that joke was actually pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, yeah no, I, I thought the same. Uh, this is my first time. I've actually seen an interview of Guap Dad Four Thousand before. This that, that's the funny the era that we're living in now, where we might see a human like a retarded amount of interviews from a rapper, but never hear the music. And this this is kind of the case with him. And and I thought he was really dope. You know, I seen him in an interview, and I just I fucked with. Him and how he, I guess, presented himself or whatever. So I was just curious with how his music sounded. And with a name like Guap Dad 4000, I wasn't really expecting something like this. Yeah. I was expecting something more of like, you know, mumble rappy type of shit. Exactly. But but I thought this was really dope. I thought he had a pretty good singing voice. And I thought rapping wise, it was, it was decent enough to, to keep it entertaining. So I, th- I thought that shit was dope, man. Exactly. So I, I, was dope. I agree with you. All right. Well, let's get into this last listen that we have today from uh, Chica, uh, who was a Grammy nominated artist uh, from the last Grammys this week. And also speaking of the Grammys, we uh, Nas won his first Grammy for the King's Disease so many years later. But our man, just say, our, hold on, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. our man, Rojet Shahayed, who we interviewed here, was uh, were, uh, helped do production on that album. So I believe he got an award for that joint, too. So congratulations oh, to the both of y'all. Shout out to, shout out to him. Shout out to him as, as much as as much as I feel that right. But let's be real, dog. Freddie got robbed. And that's all I'm going to say. Fucking Alfredo, in my opinion, was the best rap album of the year. There's no other opinion out there because there is no other opinion out there. It's the fucking truth. No, I agree with so you. Like, you- it was better than King's Disease. As good as King's Disease was, it was better. So, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know. 
The Grammys, you know, nobody ever wins the Grammys that you want to win the Grammys. It's, it seems to be for everybody, nah. so. Nigga, and, and, and for fucking Nas to win his first Grammy at this point in his career, it just goes to show you that, like you said, no one wins the Grammys when they probably want to win the Grammys. Just when we are like, damn, for real? Okay, fuck it. Damn, we haven't given this nigga one? All right, give that nigga one. <laughs> if I give him, yep, pretty much. All right, but yeah, switching back, let's go ahead and check out this song, FWB, which I'm assuming means Friends with Benefits by Chica. Let's do it. Bet. A few moments later. What'd you think about that one, sir? Oh uh, man, that shit was dope, man. Um, first of all, I think she could do both really, really well, singing and rapping. Yeah, that was something um, I did not know. First, first, obviously, you know, most of it was singing. I would say a good, maybe like seventy-five percent of it was singing, mm-hmm. and then she had like a verse towards the end. So at first, I was like, okay, you know, she does a little singing type of ordeal, and she does it really well. But then she rapped, and her verse was fucking dope as fuck yo so, i'm telling you like i used to listen to all her little freestyle jumps that she had on you on uh, instagram she can spit fire so oh, it's yeah. like the fact that she can sing and actually do it well and she can make a song like this she right now is reminding me of a more lyrically strong missy elliott i was about to say that that kind of kind of and, and i guess maybe the content is a little bit different i guess yeah sense, because i feel like her her style is more um not as out there, I guess, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, um, but but nonetheless, I, I I can see where you're coming with that for sure. And honestly, I can see a, a really dope her and Missy collaboration because I could see mm, them. Yeah, nah, I could sure. see them doing something like this and then vibing on some like harmonious shit while they're singing, mm-hmm. and then they both kind of like either go back and forth with a verse, or one kills it with a verse, the other kills it with a verse, and then they go back to the harmonization for the end of the. Right. That would be a dope track. I want to see it happen. Uh, but right now, like, I'm definitely gonna go check out Chica's uh, Chica's oh, yeah, uh, yeah. new album. Yeah, nah, facts, facts. Um, you know, I, I've actually heard a, a lot of good things about Chica. Uh, never came around to really listening to her music. Um, fortunately, it's kind of just how things go. I feel like in this era where a lot of artists, even though they're great artists, you sometimes just go without listening to them. But yeah, I think I am gonna have to go back and listen to this uh, this EP that she just put out. This this last week I last week yeah it was fresh so, fresh fresh so so definitely uh check that out uh chica once upon a time and the song we just reviewed is called fwd yep all right well uh before we get up out of here and end the show today we like to of course give y'all a little bit of a recommendations so do you want to go first or is there anything you want to recommend to the folks out here today yeah man look so i actually um you know i'm gonna just give y'all uh, a little other side of you know we are the hip hop heads, but we also like all genres of music over here. We don't discriminate. So one of my favorite genres of music is rock or alternative. One of my favorite bands right now, at least, is uh, Kings of Leon, and they just released the album. And I actually wasn't a, hu- a huge fan of their last album. So I was just curious to see if I was gonna like this joint. So far, I've listened to a good amount of, of tracks on here. It's pretty dope. And again, they did what I asked every artist to do. <laughs> Keep the album to 11 to 12 songs. That's exactly what they did. Nice. So far, it's pretty dope. Um, I think it's a dope album. Again, if, you're, if you've been a, a fan of Kings of Leon, you know that their, their sound kind of switches from, from album to album. But this, this is definitely, um, in my opinion, one of the better albums so far. So check it out. It's called When You See Yourself, and that's by Kings of Leon. All right, bet. Today, my recommendation comes in video form. I'm going to recommend the... New Justice League, the snack, the Zack Snyder cut, who originally directed the movie. Um, they came back out with this joint after a long, long, long push and campaign. And it's four hours long, cut up into six different parts. But it's worth the watch, especially if you've seen the first Justice League movie. It just makes that movie make so much more sense. Now, y'all know me. I'm Marvel all day. Not by any means do I fuck hard with the DC superhero universe. But I do fuck with Batman. And but I mean, this movie overall was pretty dope. I I can't lie that they did an excellent job on this movie. And this might actually 
resurrect the DCEU, which is the DC Entertainment Universe or whatever they wanted to call it, uh, or right. the DC Extended Universe, I think this might would have been called. So very good. You know, Jack, Zack Snyder, you got your vision put out there the way it was supposed to. All the fans, after hearing from all the stars of the movie, how much better that version was than the than what was released for theatrically. They were right. The shit was it shit was good movie. Like. There's nothing I can really say bad about that movie. Uh, some of the CGI was a little bit suspect for a movie that had all that money. But right. uh, other than that, nah, I enjoyed the shit. But I will recommend to you, watch that shit in two parts. Sit down for two hours, watch the first part, come back the next day, watch the second part. Don't Unless you are a huge, huge, huge DC fan, Justice League fan, whatever, whatever. I don't think you would make it through the full four hours of the movie probably without falling asleep or just getting bored or not, not getting bored, but like, you know, getting restless and wanting to go do some other shit. So definitely, Especially I suggest watching you're it. Especially like we are. Yeah. So I definitely suggest watching it and to have two parts, but definitely check out the four hour, uh, justice league, uh, Snyder cut version that just came out. It's trending now on, uh, or going now on HBO max. And if you got the yep. plugs, Hey, this is the plug. <laughs> All right, anything else you want to tell these folks before we get the hell up out of here today, sir? Hey, man, I just want to say thank y'all for tuning in and rocking with us. We're going to keep rocking with y'all as always. Uh, stay tuned. I believe next week we're going to hit y'all with that new uh, CJEP review. Yes, sir. So big shout out to New York. We're going to see what's, what that is all about. And yeah, man, keep rocking with us. If you guys haven't checked out the last review that we did, that's Hustler's Poem by Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. Go give that a check. Definitely would appreciate that. And thank you guys always for rocking with us, man. Yes, sir. And just a small heads up from my side. The next two albums that we're going to do, we're going to do the Jack Harlow album. That's what they all say. And then we're also going to go slide into Doggy Style by Snoop Doggy Dog. Mm-hmm. Hey, there we go. So you already know, we'll keep the shit cranking. We'll keep the shit popping. And we'll give a little bit of best of both worlds here on this show. You know, so definitely keep rocking with us. There you go. So on behalf of my man, Mr. Chris Ben Bass, my name is Koopa. Y'all know y'all can catch us on for your listening pleasure on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on your social medias at HQ Podcast. And yes, that is all spelled out. Mm-hmm. You can catch us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com and searching out Hip Hop Heads Podcast. And you can also catch us Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the G Radio. Hey, check it out. All right. And on that note, y'all stay safe out there. Be good to each other. Be good in general. And if you can't be good, just be the best that you can be, please. And like I always say, just make your goddamn mama proud, man. Make your mama proud. That's what we like to hear. That's it. That's it. All right, y'all. We out of here. Take care of yourselves. Be easy. Peace. Peace. Peace.